Oh, I was going to tell you the story of when I peed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm ready. So I was in middle school, uh, maybe in high school, and I fell asleep on the couch in uh, the living room. And my mom, it was on like a school night probably. And my mom uh, says, oh, okay, it's time to, time to go to bed. So I got up and walked to the bathroom and started going to the bathroom. And all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was like, wow. And I woke up and I was standing in the middle of the hall peeing. So I, I fell asleep. I fell asleep on thought <laughs> and dreamt that I walked to the bathroom and just started peeing in the middle of the hall. That's awesome. It's the best sleepwalking uh, story I've, I've wow. got. That's spectacular. Yeah, we no longer have that runner in the in the my parents' house. No, no, that <laughs> one's gone. Between me and the dogs, uh, it's it's had enough urine on it. Yeah, to get rid of it. <laughs> Which one was worse, that one or, or pooping my pants story? Uh, I think pooping your pants. Love it. We'll save that one for another episode. <laughs> You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Astronauts. I'm your host today, Guy Fieri. You can catch me on Twitter at FF underscore Flavortown. Joining me as usual is Jetpack Galileo. You can catch him on Twitter at Jetpack Galileo. How is it hanging? Oh man, I'm so excited to just be reunited with you, Guy. I feel like Guy and Galileo getting back together again, it's something special. We're getting the band back together. We missed yeah. last week. We were all set to record and I had a personal thing come up and I had to miss it and it killed me. But now we're back and we're better than ever. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We just had a, a great show prep uh, in which we covered zero football. Um so excited to now talk football. Um, Jetpack, let's start off with this Thursday night game for me. Packers 49ers. What's what's going on with this absolutely crippled 49ers team? And is there any fantasy relevance to be expected from the 49ers offense? Because, I mean, obviously you want uh, Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams and, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and, and Robert Tanyan. And, and you want the whole Packers offense here. But can is there anyone worth playing in your your redraft leagues and your dynasty leagues from the 49ers offense? Yeah, I think you can look at Jamichael Hasty and say that he might have some value. It's not like the Packers defense is impressive or good in any way. Um, and so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hasty or at least one of the running backs come out and turn in some value. And then um, you know, I think I think I we saw Ayuk play pretty well, so he'll be interesting. I don't know necessarily that I'd start him, but you know they're going to have to pass the ball. And uh, I think one one guy that I like, so but beyond Hasty, one guy that, that I like um, as as a DFS play would be Ross Dwelly as like your yes. super sleeper, your your last throw in. So you can that way you can cram in Devonte Adams and you know cram in Aaron Jones or whoever ends up playing um, running back Jamal Williams, hopefully. Um, but 
uh, yeah, if you if you can play with Ross Dwelly there, he's going to be the only guy at tight end. Um, and that's a, a spot where they're going to be creative and get him the ball, and they need some – and Mullins is going to need a guy over the middle. So, um, yeah, that, that's my – those are my thoughts there. I, I don't think it's going to be a good game, uh, but I do think the Niners playing from behind um, will at least be throwing the ball a little bit. Do you think Nick Mullins is worth a, a DFS shot? Sure. I, I think it right. depends on his cost. It's probably going to be pretty good. So, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is only 5,400. I can't imagine um, Nick Mullins is is even that expensive. Right, yeah. he. I mean, he'd probably be 5K. In that yeah, range, so but. I feel like that's that's the other that's the other uh, play that I would look for there. Um, I have another question for you. Uh, so probably the worst game on TV this weekend will be the Giants versus the Washington football team. Um, is this going to be a Terry McLaurin week, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this if of all the weeks to play Terry McLaurin with – whoever happens to be his quarterback, this is, this is the week. Like he's going to go off and because, because he's getting the volume and you're playing such a weak defense at this point, a a team that's just not interested in playing football anymore. um, Terry McLaurin feels like a, a, a top 15 wide receiver for me this week. Oh yeah. Top. I mean, it's gotta be top eight. I mean, who else would you? I wanted I wanted to say top ten, but I, that felt yeah. that felt hot takey. But I mean, I would I would easily say top ten. <laughs> Terry McLaurin is a top twelve receiver. It's very. I don't know that there's a, any way around that. I love that, and yeah. he's. I mean, you saw it last year, and this off season was your best time to buy him because he was the least expensive. You did a breakdown on him recently, didn't you? Oh uh, no, Keeney did. Keeney did a oh, video on him, and you know it's interesting because all the analytics guys were poo poo on him coming out of college, but uh, now that he's playing well, right? You got to throw all that out. The guy's balling, and uh, there's all sorts of numbers uh, that go into uh, why they like him. But I really appreciate the way that Keeney is bringing in some of his own film analysis, and that's been been cool to watch. Um, he's definitely, uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing not to like about Terry McLaurin because he's shown that he can succeed with crap quarterback play uh and you know so that that's an exciting thing yeah he i mean he's always going to have the volume in that offense they don't have anyone else to pass the ball to um but having success with multiple different quarterbacks has been really encouraging and for him you see the speed and you see all the numbers but you actually watch him on the field against these top corners because he's drawing the top corner every single game and it is impressive what he does and, and the separation that he's able to gain and just how he's able to uh, to, to just torch these defenders. So, um, yeah, Terry McLaurin, very, very exciting. Um, Antonio Gibson, also a, a great play. Probably another uh, top 15 guy for me this week um, just because the Giants' defense is, is not good at all. And you'll see how uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette run the ball uh, in this game that's currently going on as we're recording. Um, but I, I think, I think Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin both have incredible upside this week, probably top 15, uh, plays, if not top 10 plays for both of them. So, uh, moving on here, let's 
talk uh, a little bit about the Ravens. Um, J.K. Dobbins had his coming out party this week. Uh, what do you have, like 85 yards um, and and a couple a couple receptions? Like J.K. Dobbins showed who he who we thought he was, who we knew he was. Um, if Mark Ingram comes back, is this still that running back by committee, or do you think J.K. Dobbins can secure a role and be a relevant starter for the rest of the year? Because I'm leaning towards J.K. Dobbins getting more volume as the season goes on. After after that bye week, J.K. Dobbins moving into not necessarily the starting role, not necessarily the the sole owner of all those carries, but I mean, you watched you watched him play and. You, the, he's undeniable. It's 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 absolutely undeniable how good he is. So I'm kind of leaning towards at, even as Mark Ingram comes back, J.K. Dobbins still getting most of the carries. And if you are, if you are, if you have him in a dynasty or a redraft league, he has flex appeal for me from from here on out. Am, am I crazy to think that? No, I'm I'm there too. And it, it's what we all predicted, right? We all said, hey going to take a little bit of time mark ingram's kind of old maybe he'll get hurt or whatever and then it'll be jk dobbins time um i think that's where we're at if he's going to get a snap share that's you know a majority i think it'll be in the 40 to 50 percent range but it'll be it'll be he'll be the lead guy i think in, in that sense it, it's not obvious that he had you know performed or i should say was given more volume than gus edwards uh yesterday um, but the deal was, I mean, he just played lights out. He had 15 carries, 113 yards, um, yeah. seven and a half yard average. So, uh, just a fantastic game from him against a tough Steelers defense, uh, really showing, right. you know, what made him special, just explosive all the time. Um, I just watched him play again, uh, right before we started and I mean, just fantastic. So he's, he's got 40 attempts right now for 267 yards. That's a 6.7 uh, yard per carry rate. Uh, which has been, oh you know, I mean, that's, that's amazing. So um, the, the scheme fit and everything that's going on with JK and really him just being an explosive athlete, I think it's, it's what we all envisioned. Um, and now that that time is coming. So I think he's reaching that flex territory in terms of um, his, his value. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to expect him to get more than 15 touches. Uh, yeah. That's kind of his baseline. And so your upside there is more of like, okay, I'll, you know, he's a bye week fill in or he's an injury fill in or, you know, he's, you know, got some start ability if he's in a, in a good matchup with, with Ingram back. So, right. Um, but, I, you know, the question is, and I'm not convinced of this, the question is, you know, do they retain Mark Ingram for another year because he signed through 2021? And is he? I believe so. Um, you can check me on that. But I'm checking you on that right so, now. So the deal I believe, there, I believe you're correct. Yeah, the deal there is we all get really excited about you know oh like I, literally everybody has said 2021 will be J.K. Dobbins' backfield, um, right? And from a football team standpoint, if you're paying Mark Ingram, I think it's like four million dollars. Uh, I think he gets five million, five yeah, mil next year. Right? Yeah. Like, there's zero reason to not keep him, right? He doesn't cost you anything. Right. Um, it's not like a Melvin Gordon contract. It's not, you know, anything really tough at all. Um, and so there's no reason for him to not stick around. And I think that in doing so, he ends up being taking like 25% of JK Dobbins upside. So I'm not telling, saying you need to sell him or anything like that, but I think he's going to live the early part of his career in this RB2 flex range, um, and be a supreme talent and that's okay. 
Um, but yeah, this is all kind of what we were anticipating. Yeah, and and what it looks like for Mark Ingram is they have a potential out next year. There's a 1.3 mil in dead cap, uh, so it really kind of depends on how they want to uh, structure next year. I know the the um, the salary cap is going to be a bit lower in 2021. So, I mean, he could be that, that, that could be a scenario where he is a, a draft cap or a salary cap casualty. Um, but I, again, you're right. He is so he's a, he's a good running back, right? It's not like Mark Ingram is bad. He's a good running back. He's inexpensive and it makes a lot of sense to keep him. So I think he likely stays play a game with me real quick. Rank the rookie running backs for dynasty. Right now, you have oh. James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, uh, Cam Akers, oof, DeAndre Swift. Oh. Right, give me, give me a top five here. Where, where did, where does J.K. Dobbins fall now that you've kind of seen what his upside can look like? How radically different is this than what we thought it would oh, be? Oh, it's crazy! <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely wild. Cam Akers was my number four, I think, and he finally had a game where he had more than zero touches, <laughs> which was, oh gosh. But uh, I mean, Clyde uh, was Clyde <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor were the absolutely untouchably one and two overall. Yeah, uh, even some even in Superflex would say, "Yep, take take them one and one and two overall over Joe Burrow over Tua." I mean, is is James Robinson has James Robinson performed well enough for you to say he could oh, be the yeah, absolutely James the Robinson is my number James Robinson is my number one. I think he I think he is for me too. <laughs> yeah, he's my which number is one. crazy. Yep. I, and I saw Jonathan Taylor. I'm. It's not that I'm losing faith in Jonathan Taylor, but I watched him pull a Trent Richardson where he had a wide open hole and he just ran right into the back of his offensive lineman. Uh, and he's splitting time with Jordan Wilkins, for goodness sake. Jordan Wilkins got 16 carries, and Jonathan Taylor, I think, got 11. Yeah. What is that not, trash? You know, he's not splitting time. He lost his job. <laughs> like, what is that trash? He, he lost his job. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not going to call him a bust or anything just yet, but, oh, my word. It, it, it looks like he's just has no idea what he's doing out there. Um, how would he's you not, how would you rank these not, guys right I think, now? I think too, like he's not what we saw at Wisconsin really in any way. No, um, no he's we not. Saw, we saw a very smart runner in between the tackles, um, and he's just not shown that at all. It was like the perfect. Wonder, yeah, you know, you know the yips, you know the yips in baseball. Yeah. Do you think maybe Jonathan Taylor has that a little bit, where maybe he like gets the ball and then just closes his eyes? <laughs> and you just can't see what's, you know so or maybe sad. he has a vision problem i talked to a guy today that said he had uh he had something like what is 2400 vision he had macular degeneration or something and had to get lasik maybe maybe jonathan taylor it doesn't realize that his vision is just um deteriorating at a rapid rate <laughs> and you know we need to get him some lasik yeah well, okay. Here, here's the, bright, the, bright, the explanations. <laughs> yeah, the bright side on on Jonathan Taylor is even with this last disaster of a game, he's averaging thirteen point one fantasy points per game, uh, which is right. your RB two category, right? Which is 
same family of runner as J.K. Dobbins, um, right. you know, and it's more depressing because he's less efficient. He's 3.9 yards per carry behind, you know, what's supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's tough. But it's not like he's – I don't know. He's not dust, right? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Alaire is uh, 14.3. Uh, fantasy points per game so you know that again that's not too bad but um neither of them are james robinson i know that no. all right so let me let me toss this top five out to you and tell me tell me if i'm right wrong or otherwise this is this is dynasty um dynasty rankings here i'm not i'm not saying i have this cemented but i'm, I'm saying is this crazy to think james robinson number one deandre swift number two antonio gibson number three clyde four and JK five and just yep. move Jonathan Taylor to, to like six. Is that, would, would that be like blasphemy or? No, I think that's totally fine. <laughs> How sad. That, How sad. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, so, I mean, the, our question now I think is really Gibson or Swift, right? You, I mean, yeah. you got to push, you got to push Clyde down. So mm-hmm. I, I'm comfortable with Clyde at three or four, and he's in a tie with me around where JK is, right? Because you right. don't know who else they're going to bring in, um, but it's kind of clear that they want him to mix him in with somebody else. Um, you know, so the frustration there, I think that's a real the real deal, and you push him down. He can't be one anymore. He's in the three or right. four range. Um, also, hasn't been that special and is not, you know, part of the Chiefs' allure was like, oh, this guy's going to get free touchdowns all the time. Um, right. Damien Williams scored touchdowns whenever he wanted. Kareem Hunt came in and scored touchdowns whenever he wanted, and Clyde just cannot get in the end zone. So, right. yeah, the the frustration there I, I think is real. But so so my question for you is is between Gibson and Swift, what's drawing you? What's pulling you one way or the other? I think um, I think I go Gibson because there are so few playmakers on that team, and. Uh, I, I, you did I mean, say, uh, did you yeah, Swift, say Swift. I did. I did have Swift at two, um, and I'm, I flip flopped because I just got so enticed by Antonio Gibson. Um, I think. I think. Gosh, I, and I'm flip flip flopping back and forth. I think Antonio. The case for Antonio Gibson is he's one of two playmakers on that offense, right? He's a he's being used, and I'll have to check um, his stats real quick. Um, Again, he he's being used way more than we thought he would, right? Everyone was excited for uh, everyone was excited for how he was, what his upside was, but we didn't really know what his usage was going to be. Well, now he's getting the five targets a game and fifteen rushes, right? He's getting twenty plus touches a game, and now it looks like okay, can he be used like they used Christian McCaffrey? And uh, so I like that his path to touches is less hindered. DeAndre Swift, um, DeAndre Swift, I think has shown that he's a significantly better talent than I thought he was. Uh, I, I didn't grade his talent as high as I wanted to, um, but he looks like he's moving much better now than he did in his last year at Georgia. Um, you just see the uh, the Lions have a propensity to bring in just a ton of running backs and have a ton of competition there. So I think. If you have if you have DeAndre Swift that has the backfield to himself, I I think he's a better talent. 
But right now, Antonio Gibson's path to uh, touches just looks so obvious in that offense and what they're doing with him where he's getting, I mean, this past game against Dallas, he had 20, 20 carries for 128 yards. And that was, that was the, the first game in like the past four games where he had less than five targets, you know? So he's, he's starting to get the volume and, and he's averaging, what's he averaging this year? He's averaging 4.4 yards a carry um which is which is fine by me so i think the the path to touches right now has antonio gibson has just in the in the middle of this podcast flipped antonio gibson to number two for me (laughs) because i think his upside is so high uh but it is really close with him and deandre swift i think it's it's just the immediate impact of antonio gibson over deandre swift for me yeah that that's how i'd rank him though i'd go robinson gibson that's so Clyde. weird. Dobbins. Yeah. Isn't that might, weird? Yeah. I mean, I might even go Dobbins over Clyde. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Golly. I I did not think this would be the conversation. No. That we'd be all. having right now. Week eight. <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah. regardless, James Robinson has a great matchup this week. Playing against the Houston Texans. I'm excited for that one. That one actually should be uh, pretty good for Will Fuller as well if he's still on the Texans um, come Sunday. He, there's there's talks he might get traded to the Packers, in which case even more systems go for him. Um, that one, it looks like Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are both becoming startable options and, and not that, that you don't have to guess about them each week. It looks like Deshaun Watson's kind of gotten into a, a groove with both those guys. Would you Would you agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can start them both with your eyes closed, uh, or you should, because they're, they they have the idea of a team where you're going to get a ton of passing volume. Yep. Defense sucks. Quarterback's great. That's all you want, right? It's yep. perfect. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're fantasy heaven, so very excited about them so moving forward. Phenomenal. And then uh, DJ Chark, probably the only other guy. It looks like Jake Luton, Luton is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jags this week. So, I mean, you're just looking for more and more of James Robinson and uh, fade those wide receivers continually. Uh, I think the Texans will end up winning that game. Um, Ravens-Colts, this is another downgrade matchup for Jonathan Taylor. You, you don't want any piece of that. Um, it's, it's going to be a tough sledding for the Ravens. The Colts have a great defense as well. Lamar Jackson has not performed well this year fantasy wise when when we were in this offseason we were talking about him as the number two maybe the number one dynasty quarterback that that conversation seems to have shifted quite quickly to putting kyler murray and uh and russell wilson and dak prescott over lamar jackson we i want to i want to talk weekly stuff but i also want to talk um dynasty i feel like Lamar Jackson is going the route of so many rushing quarterbacks, right? They, they have found ways to force him to pass the ball and he's not nearly as good uh, passing the ball as he needs to be to excel in this league. So it feels like while we, while we, we have that rushing quarterback, Kyler Murray is a significantly better passer and still has that rushing volume. Russell Wilson, same thing has the, the the rushing capability. Deshaun Watson, a significantly better passer, and has that rushing capability. So are these guys that you you now say, okay, 
Lamar Jackson, not that he's a one-year, a one-hit wonder, but he's got some growing to do before you can actually probably have him as that number two dynasty quarterback, or are you still keeping him there? Um, I think he's... I think he still needs to be top five or six, um, but no, I, I don't think he's can be kept in the, the two range anymore. The, it's, it's the way of every Greg Roman running quarterback, and Greg runs out of um, – he has his own like fears about trusting guys, and you just can't – you have to tra- take the training wheels off because he's got it in him. Uh, to be able to sort it out. I don't think it's a Lamar Jackson problem as much as that it, it is that if you're going to call a run play or a draw play on third and eight, that's a, that's a scheme mistake. You have to be able to trust your guy and they're not doing that yet. Um, we saw that last, you know, in yesterday's game. Um, you just can't, you just can't do that. They have decent weapons. Um, I think uh, enough to where they have guys that can make plays um, downfield, but you have to be able to open it up. Um, they have to be able to trust him. And, and Greg does not have a good history of doing that. Uh, he yeah. ruined Colin Kaepernick in that way, right? Cap was unleashed uh, and, you know, destroyed everybody on the, their run to the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl. And then ever since then, Greg was not able to help him take the next step forward. And that's that's what we're fearing here, right? When in 24, uh, it was 2012, when Greg Roman was, you know, a genius, right? For one year, everybody's like, oh, this guy's a potential head coach candidate, right? Sticks around another year. Offense takes a step back. Could that be what we're seeing? Maybe. I mean, I, I think Lamar is a much better player than Colin. So, you know, more right. high hopes there. But, um, yeah, definitely disappointing. Need to yeah, see so. need to see them, them you know, start making play calls on third and long right. where they're throwing it downfield. Um, and until they start doing that, then I don't think that you can have them in the top three. They really, they really need that number two wide receiver as well. You know, um, Hollywood Browns actually looks really good. You watch him on film; he actually looks very, very good. He's open. He's just not getting the ball. They need someone else out there that's not Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed's a great wide receiver three on the team. Maybe it's Miles Boykin, but I feel like they really need one more guy out there, and, and maybe they get him in the draft this upcoming year. That's just chock full of wide receivers again. Um, but it feels like they to really be this complete team to really build around Lamar Jackson. They have everything they need except for that one wide receiver that's going to go out and dominate. And to me, that feels like their biggest flaw. Their defense is is really good. Their offensive line is is solid. Quarterbacks good. Running back stable is great. It's just the wide receivers are the uh, wide receivers are the the spot that I just have a big question mark. And I think if you give Lamar Jackson a little bit more talent that helps him out all that much more. Granted, he's got to go and hit the throws, um, which he has not been doing as well this year, but I think they need to surround him with a little bit more talent as well. Um, definitely dropped out from from number two. I probably have Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray up uh, at 2-3 in no particular order. Um, but, but yeah, he's definitely dropped out from number two for me. Um, still, I mean, you still got to start him every week. Uh, he's not a guy that you drafted to not start, but um, but definitely dynasty wise, I'm not paying that same premium for him that I would have this off season. Um, all right, we have uh, we have a little bit longer to go here, a little bit more, um, but I would love to talk about one of our sponsors here, um, and that is FTN. And FTN, uh, if you don't know, we have 
partnered with with them. They're just the best fantasy football resource on the internet. Um, it's a it's a one stop shop for all things fantasy sports. They have in depth entertainment. They have great podcasts and articles. Um, analysis from in- industry leading experts such as uh, Brad Evans and Jeff Ratcliffe. And they also have unique user-friendly tools that help you optimize your success on all fantasy platforms. Um, I don't know if you've been following my tweets at all. I hope you have been. But uh, the the FTN optimizer, lineup optimizer, has just been cashing in all over the place. Um, so highly, highly recommend that. Uh, it's it's really a, a, an experience and a, and a tool and a resource like you don't have anywhere else. So um, so definitely go check them out. That's ftndaily.com. If you use our code ASTRO10, that's A-S-T-R-O-1-0 at checkout, you get 10% off, kick a little bit back to the show, help support us. So uh, if you like winning money and like winning in fantasy, absolutely have to check out Fade the Noise, FTN Nation. Fade the Noise, be the noise, FTN. <laughs> you have anything else to add you i mean it's been- no, I, I love all their tools they have the coolest i mean they have the, the the guys on their team are awesome so they have two gun uh he's won the millie maker three Ooh, times can you, can you imagine that's <laughs> like crazy. uh yeah the, their team is lights out so the advice they give is really good um i've had a successful year in dfs so far because of using all of their tools so um have nothing but awesome things to report back um, just from using their, their tools, uh, just, yeah, everything about it has been really cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's get back to, uh, let's get back to the weekly slate here. Um, let's, I want to hear what your favorite, uh, what your favorite game and stack will be this week, um, for DFS, because this week to me, there are no games that just jump out and say, okay, yes, I want all of the players in this game. The 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 high-scoring offensives don't feel like they're pitted up against other high-scoring offenses. Um, the bad defenses are playing against bad offenses. Do you see any, any games in this slate that jump off to you and you're like, yes, I want to stack some of these because I, I have some thoughts, but none of them are, are super exciting. Yeah, I think... Uh... Panthers Chiefs is interesting and Broncos Falcons is interesting. Um, those, those are probably my top two lions Vikings might be kind of fun, but you know, both those quarterbacks are just all right. Yeah. It's more, more about the run game there. I would love the running backs, um, on both those teams. Um, yeah, those were the, those are the ones that I had picked out as well. Um, would love to see Drew Locke unleashed a little bit. I wanted to think maybe Seahawks Bills, but it is in Buffalo, so I'm kind of fading that one a little bit. Um, the the Bills defense is super banged up right now, um, but Russ is still Russ is still going to cook. I just don't think the Bills uh, the Bills can hang there enough to make that a, a super high scoring game. Um, so yeah, I do like the Panthers Chiefs. Christian McCaffrey hopefully coming back. Um, you have a ton of scoring there and then Broncos Falcons, if Drew Locke can string together, uh, some completions, I, I think that has a, a chance to be a shootout. Um, Drew, Drew Locke is, is a winner. That's all he does. That is all he does. Yeah. The, 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 he's awesome. <laughs> the, 
the other one that will be interesting is uh, Dolphins Cardinals. Um, for me, I think that one has uh, a potential. Tua, we didn't get to see him unleashed at all, uh, but you know Kyler's going to bring it. You know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out there scoring. It's um, it's going to be a little bit of a test for Tua this week, and so that's that's the other one that I see that has the potential to have a little bit of scoring going on. Um, and maybe you slot some DFS lineups uh, in with some of those players. Um, some guys that uh, that are interesting that popped off last week that uh, that could potentially see a little bit more action. And I know I just said I'm fading the Seahawks Bills game, but Zach Moss looked really good, and the Seahawks off or the Seahawks defense does not look great against the run. Um, the the Niners had a little bit of success on the ground against them. So Zach Moss is a guy that um, actually now looks like he could be taking that lead role from Devin Singletary. It looks like that was not going to be the case early on. Um, but Zach Moss, another another good rookie running back. You know, this while we are disappointed in Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you have to realize that Zach Moss is probably, I mean, probably your seventh, maybe eighth rookie running back. And... He scored two touchdowns this this weekend, and that's phenomenal. Like we have a very deep rookie running back class, and so we're super blessed um, this year in that. But uh, but he's a guy that I would potentially look at starting if it's if the weather is going to be the same as it was, and and it's going to be cold out there. Zach Moss could fit into some flex lineups for me this week. Um, would would you be comfortable starting him in your flex this week? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess the it's not like the Seahawks are a scary defense, but I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's not enticing to me really. No, no. He's more, I mean, and we had this conversation in the astronauts group chat. He's more of a touchdown guy. Right. Right. Are yeah. you going to chase the touchdowns with him? Is no, he someone that you want to chase touchdowns with? Yeah, no, he's not, he's not in that category for me. I, I mean, I'm after digs that game that's a fun game because you know they're going to have to pass to keep up. So I'm after Diggs yeah. there for sure. Um, stacking Josh Allen and, and Diggs might be interesting. That weather has just been so abysmal recently. It's snowing there. It's winding really hard, which is not an actual verb, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's snowing and winding really hard uh, recently in Buffalo. So I don't – I just then don't – you get a great ownership discount. It's true. That's true. <laughs> right? If the weather is really bad, you the the ownership will probably be pretty low. Yeah, that would be that would be one spot where I'd be okay with rolling with Diggs. Yeah, that's true. Diggs is probably the only guy that uh, that I like um, outside of Zach Moss for a, a flex play for for if you're to- if you're chasing touchdown upside there. Um, all right. The question that's on everyone's mind here this week, and uh, we'll finish up with a couple more. Uh, the question that's everyone on everyone's mind is, can Zeke be trusted the rest of the season? Is Zeke even startable? Like, that's an unfathomable question. Is Ezekiel Elliott even startable with Ben DiNucci at quarterback, the offensive line banged up? They're likely be going to be playing in a deficit. I, they're playing the Steelers defense, which is just a nightmare matchup uh i mean zeke what is he he's he's the the past three weeks he hasn't even topped 70 yards he hasn't scored a touchdown in three weeks um when he had 
when he had uh, Dak, he was playing lights out. But, I mean, come on. Eight points, 5.6 points, 7.8 points. Then you have Pittsburgh and you have a bye. Like, is he, rest of season, is he startable or is he kind of like a question mark guy for you? Yeah, he's a question mark guy. I'd start him against the Vikings. I'd start him against the Bengals. I'd start him against yeah. uh, the Giants. Washington. Yeah. I, it's, got- it's all, for me, it's all offensive line. I don't think he's an issue. You just can't lose. No, he, oh, yeah. It's, it's so sad. And, and I don't want it to be misconstrued as I think Zeke is right. a, a bad talent. Like he's Zeke is an elite talent. It's can you trust his production because the offense is so bad, because the offensive line is so bad. And the but, answer to that is maybe for three or four games. <laughs> right. You have you have a, a handful in there, but to even think like this week, I'm I'm probably not going to start Ezekiel Elliott if I can avoid it. Yeah. Against the Steelers, I don't I don't know that I want to start him. No, I, I I'm not interested in that. No, I'm not going to play anyone. Although C.D. Lamb looked um, looked pretty explosive and pretty fun um, for a couple plays there, but I, I don't want to start anyone on the Cowboys' offense. They'll probably score three points. If that, they might get blanked. Honestly, Dalton, <laughs> Dalton's gonna come back, and then he's gonna Is get he another gonna concussion. Back? Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was a bad one. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, there's one prime time good matchup, one prime time terrible matchup. Uh, tell me what you think here, if, um, because the Jets do have a little bit of excitement um, with Denzel Mims, but the Saints <laughs> Buccaneers Sunday night. Um, we'll start there, and then we'll finish up with the Patriots Jets. Saints Buccaneers. Um, this is one I feel like the Saints should win handily. Uh, Michael Thomas should be back. He was trending. Uh, he was tr- trending towards maybe playing against the Bears, and then they held him out. Uh, so you'll have Emmanuel Sanders and you'll likely have Michael Thomas back for the Sunday night game against the Buccaneers. Um, will this be Antonio Brown's first week playing? Yes. So exciting. Chris Godwin's still probably out. Uh, so, I mean, I think especially if you can line Antonio Brown up in the slot against Chauncey Gardner Johnson, um, this is, this is an Antonio Brown dream week. Like, Antonio Brown captain for sure. Like yeah. there's not even a question about it. Absolutely. And then, I mean, Alvin Kamara should against a tough Buccaneers defense, the way they use him, um, he should still have plenty, plenty of value. Um, this is, this is a game that, I mean, you can't play this in your normal, uh, your normal slate, but this is a game that has a potential to, to be pretty high scoring. Yeah. Lots of fantasy I'm, points. To I'm, I'm excited about this one. I think, but right, this is their second time playing, and this is basically for the division. And so, yeah, yeah we're we're all about this game. This is a, a great game. Um, and I think I'm taking the Bucks. I think the Bucks will end up pulling it out. Really, I think I think I go Saints here. Yes, these Bucks that are losing to the Giants right now <laughs> on Monday Night Football. They're currently losing to the Giants. Um, this will what a come out on Thursday, yeah. but. Uh, but as we're watching, they're they're losing by two scores. Um, my only measure for uh, for the Saints winning this game is that 
the Bears beat the Buccaneers but lost to the Saints. And mm. so that's how I'm making the <laughs> that's how True. I'm making the decision here. The Saints did kind of shellac the Bucks the first time around, so Yeah. There's that so, as well. They also did the Bucks also didn't have Antonio Brown. They only had Chris Godwin. So Yeah, well. Now you have a serious upgrade over Chris Godwin. Yeah, serious. Oh, I am so excited for Antonio Brown. I don't going like to... on all the things that uh, you know he is, which is potentially very bad things. Um, yes. He's also uh, a very a very exciting football player. Um, I think we forget how good he really is. Yeah, he's the best receiver in the league right now. <laughs> He very well could be. I mean, someone asked me earlier, they're like, do we, do you trust Antonio Brown? And I'm like, do, honestly, you forget that as soon as he steps on the field for the first time, he's immediately a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL without even oh, taking yeah. a year off. Yeah. And you probably say top five yeah. still. I would easily. So, okay. My, my, my great flaw, every, every hero must have a flaw. My flaw will always be, Believing in the old guy. I mean, that's what happens when you've been around for 456 years and you know, like, my potential never runs out. Right. I'm always going to be a dog. Right. And so (laughs) these guys, they're coming around. I'm like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, he's out of an Adam Gase offense with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Fire him up. Fire him up. You know, uh, who else has been really old? Gronk. Gronk came back. I'm like, oh, yeah. Gronk, he's going to be the man. Tight end one. Well, not Jason Witten. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, wrong. But you know, I definitely in that definitely in that family of like, oh, all these old guys, they're gonna succeed. They're gonna be great. And to, AB is the same age as Julio, so you know all this drama around like, oh, AB's old or he's been out this or that. You know, he's been playing. Uh, yeah, all he does yeah. is grind, dude. All he does is grind. <laughs> so That's he'll it. he'll be fine. Yeah, he's not. He'll, he won't just be fine. He'll be excellent. You're, he's people talk about league winners like w- when you're looking for league winners you're looking for guys that will carry you into the playoffs and through the playoffs yeah James Robinson league winner because you got him so cheap Antonio Brown absolute league winner because he's coming on week nine through the end of the season and he's going to be a wide receiver one if you had if you drafted him late you got you now have a top 10 wide receiver to throw on whatever other talent you have. Like you're getting 15 points minimum every game. Maybe that's a strong statement, but (laughs) it's exciting. So it's worth all about flavor here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about flavor. Um, Then let's talk about the, we'll finish up with the uh, Jets Patriots. The Patriots, a banged up team. The Jets, a banged up team. I don't expect this to be a good game. Why do they put these games (laughs) in prime time. I don't know. Um, but Denzel Mims at least ha- looks good. Two receptions, 50 yards, I believe is what he finished with this past week. Um, Yay. <laughs> ooh, like that's, ooh. that's, that's the excitement that I'm looking for here. It's not Nikhil Harry <laughs> playing against a bad defense. It's maybe Denzel Mims. Maybe. Ooh, gosh, oh, maybe yeah. Braxton Berrios. No, that Again. we don't even need to talk about it. So the Denzel Mims is like the lone Damian Harris. How about Damian Harris? Oh, There's some excitement. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Bring him on down. Damian Harris. So he plays very well against bad teams. This is perfect. That's 
yeah, that's what uh, I'm, I'm pulling up his stats right now. Uh, he has 200 yard games so far. Um, actually, Kansas City, not a bad team. Um, so he's either boom or bust, and we we have to wait one more week to see if it's truly the uh, one week on, two weeks off, one week on pattern. Um, I'm hoping he can break out of that. We have to see the the greater overall pattern here, but he's got. 100 yards and a touchdown upside in this game, um, especially especially if you have Julian Edelman out, especially if you have Nikhil Harry out. Um, Damien Harris could be could be your RB3, RB2 range um, if some of these other guys on offense are still injured. So, uh, yeah, he's he's probably the actual bright spot there. That's That's very true. Wow, great, great remembrance. I almost, I almost totally forgot because both these teams are so lackluster. Yeah. This is going to be a, a miserable night of football. But you know what? And I, I saw this again on Twitter. If I told you like three months ago that you were going to be able to watch the Patriots play the Jets on Monday night football, how excited would you have been? When, when there's controversy of whether they were even going to have a season. If I said, Monday night football. <laughs> yes, what a perspective, Rish. <laughs> I mean, God, <laughs> thank Monday you, guys. <laughs> Monday night football, <laughs> you are going to get the, what are, I don't even know, what are the, the Patriots have two wins, the Jets have no wins. Right? You're going yeah. for the perfect winless season for the Jets. True. But, I mean, you'd be stoked. You'd be like, oh, yes, oh, I would take that 10 times yeah. out of 10. I'm all in. Yeah, considering the situation. So don't forget. I'm very how, excited. Don't forget how quickly <laughs> things change and how you need to be grateful for the uh, Patriots Jets. Yeah, attitude of gratitude. That's really yes. where we're at. Yeah. Oh, preach Glad it. Glad to have preach football, it. man. Preach it. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Jetpack, do you have any closing things you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, I think, uh, I don't know. Do you have any guys you want to make videos of this week or who would be an inspiring? That should be, that should be our question. Oh right? yeah. Who's the next inspirational video film breakdown that we need? I know Absolutely. I want to do JK Dobbins. Was there any guy that, that you're interested in? Um, you know, I would love to. I would love to see a, a Travis. Oh, we already have Travis Fulgham. Um, I would love to see a, a Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. He's a yeah. guy that uh, that I would love to have. Uh, I would love to see Jay's thoughts on him because he's really good at breaking down these quarterbacks. Um, I, I'd love to see because. He's been playing lights out. I would, maybe a, a Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow type thing, you know. Um, but if you go back, if you go on our, our YouTube channel, we have uh, Aaron Jones up there. That's a, a new one. Uh, we have James Robinson breakdown up there. That's that's awesome. Our National Tight End Day touchdown montage, the highlight montage there. Chase Claypool. Um, we have a lot of fun videos up right now on our YouTube channel. So go check us out FF astronauts. And if there's anyone in particular you would like to see, let us know. Um, maybe, maybe become a patron so you can request these videos specifically at any time. 
um, and, and get kind of first access to that. So, uh, so yeah, go support us on Patreon. Go check out our YouTube channel and uh, listen or read our read our astronaut content engineer uh, articles. We're putting out articles every week. We're our, our guys are putting in a ton of work. So go ahead and uh, and check those out as well. I will say one last thing. This is Jerry Judy by low season still. Oh yeah. And that yeah, I think is, you know, just getting to watch him play. Um, he's fantastic. If you just watch him, um, he's been playing really well. And so I think Locke will take some time to come along, right? He's got to learn the offense and get used to, you know, get more comfortable with doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, Judy, the way they're starting to use him, they're starting to put him, pull him outside, get him used to one-on-one coverage. Um, he's beating the press. He's got an insane release. Um, so everything that you wanted Judy to be or everything that you thought he was going to be in terms of his route running ability and that transferring over to the NFL, all of that is there. He can create as much separation as you want. He gets open all the time. Um, for me, the only question is contested catch and his physicality. Um, I don't know that he'll ever find that. Um, that's probably not a part of his game, but you don't always need that with a lot of these guys. Um, if you're an excellent route runner, um, you can create space for yourself and you can figure it out after the, after the catch, then there's some excitement to be had. So Jerry Judy is still a buy for me. Um, and he's especially, um, a good discount option among all these excellent wide receiver rookies that we've seen. Um, Jalen Rager is probably more expensive than Jerry Judy. And I would pin them a lot closer together than, than most people would. Um, you, people are frustrated, um, by where they're at with Jerry Judy, I think. Um, and so he's a guy that I'm looking to buy. Um, going into the second half of the season. Absolutely. And uh, the the last thing that I'll say is obligatory. I, I tried to refrain from talking about the Bears because I do all the time. Um, but the obligatory Darnell Mooney breakout has happened. Oh. The blue moon, uh, Darnell Mooney with the blue jerseys. Um, so we'll see. Maybe there's a harvest moon coming up and they're wearing orange and you can absolutely smash start that. Um, I don't really know. We'll have to we'll have to dive deeper into that, but oh, well, Darnell yeah. breakouts happened. Yeah, there was a full moon, Mooney. It was very yeah. yeah you know, we're right there. The full Mooney happened. Uh, we have found our moon phase replacement after all of that amazing success we had with Will Fuller. We're very excited to find the next guy and move forward with full Mooney. <laughs> full Mooney. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We are the Fantasy Football Astronauts, and we are blasting off again.